tonight on the live season finale of The Bachelorette. You won't believe what's going to happen when Andy's journey to find love comes to an emotional end. I've thought about this day, and now it's right here. Will she choose Josh? I want this future so bad. I love Andy more than anything. Or Nick. I love Andy. She makes me feel alive. Nick is great. Josh is great. But in the end, this could all blow up in my face. the Extra Hot Great Podcast, episode 39 for the week of August 4th, 2014. I am Grumpy Mammal, participating against his will, David T. Cole, <laughs> and I'm here with Right Reason, Sarah D. Bunting. And it is not making friends. Onset cosmetic dentist, Tarariano. We could go 17 shades whiter. And unlicensed paramedic, Stephanie Green. Clear. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Hello. I'm back for now Yay! since the time Warner Cable, and I'm so excited that uh, I get to introduce Stephanie Green, our Bachelor Maven on the site. Woo-hoo! Stephanie, thanks for joining us. No problem. Welcome. Thanks for having me. So, we're going to talk about The Bachelor today. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry dudes, take a break. Um, <laughs> So, would you say that this actually is the most um, exciting, I, I guess not even ending, but like aftermath of seasons that you've watched? Of seasons that I've watched? No, actually, because this After the Final Rose was pretty good. Um, the confrontation between Nick and Andy was pretty fascinating. But Just, You should describe what I, happened before, for those who may not have watched it. Yes. So, okay, so let me backtrack. Andy... <laughs> Um, narrowed her field of uh, suitors down to two. Yep. We had the mealy mouth, whiny baby man. That was Nick. <laughs> and then there was the self-satisfied former professional baseball player and current former professional baseball player, Josh. <laughs> uh, and she went with Josh and Nick was sad. And then they went on the after the final rose and Nick basically called her out onto the carpet and told her that he thought it was bullshit that she had slept with him and she wasn't in love with him um and he kind of implied that uh not only did they sleep together but they like slept together kind of <laughs> what was his phrasing again fiance type stuff oh what which okay. that they did is... they had done fiance type oh, stuff i thought i said beyonce oh he wishes <laughs> no that would be even better surfort <laughs> Uh, no, just regular <laughs> non-Beyonce shenanigans. I, mean, I don't know what we're supposed to think that means. Like, if he uh, thinks it's such a big deal uh, that she went down stuff. on him or something. Butt stuff. Yeah, butt As stuff, I said, that's the piece. only thing yeah. I Mr. Mr. Parmook style. <laughs> uh, yes. I'm thinking butt stuff. Yeah, I mean, what what else? What else could it be? Gives um, the phrase putting a ring on it. And I'm the worst. Yeah, Andy seems really really pissed which i don't blame her i mean that's she said it was below the belt literally um and so that was exciting because normally on after the final rose it sort of follows a you know a a pattern where they have a a kind of closure talk and everyone leaves feeling okay and everyone's polite but this was sort of different in that nick was mopey and and seemed 
out for kind of to humiliate or embarrass her and it didn't really work but it was interesting to watch but it wasn't the most exciting after the final rose that I've watched before you get to that I just have a question because I have not watched a finale of the bachelor or the bachelorette in a while before this one don't they usually go through a whole production where they give them a note about the fantasy suite because that was completely absent from this and I assumed it was because Andy was like look I'm not gonna make it clear whether I slept with either of them and then Nick was like, well, I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it explicit that yes, we did. Well, wait, you mean on the show, did they give them a fantasy suite note? Yes. Yeah. That they, happened this season. But not in this episode. Well, no, not, um, the fantasy suites are actually happened the before. Oh, and then, okay. So she sleeps with them, presumably. Right. Yes. I mean, come on, let's right. call spade a spade. And yes. then <laughs> the next week she decides she wants to pick. I got um, you. I thought for so, some reason I was conflating those two episodes. Okay, tell us about the most exciting after the rose in <laughs> Bachelor slash at history. Wait, no, actually, you know let what? Me I bet could with be- myself and see if I'm going to be right. Okay. <laughs> I could. So I didn't watch the Jason Mesnick season where he actually dumped the lady he picked on air and then picked the other one right. in front of her. Yeah. Which, I mean, that has to be the best. I didn't watch that season. But I did watch the Jake and Vienna season. Eee. And. I now that I'm thinking about it, I think there after the final rose was pretty standard. But then, like in my memory, it was like a day later they had a tearful sit down with Chris Harrison and right. flung accusations each other and cried and called each other whores and stuff. Because he was the biggest creep in Bachelor slash at history until Juan <laughs> Pablo came along, right? Like, wasn't he sort of the the low watermark for how gross <laughs> a guy could I be? I hated him. I found him just creepy and army and fake um but vienna was also like terrible in her own way so i don't know yeah kind of hard to judge uh but yeah i'd say he was the low watermark that's fair do you personally think he was worse than juan pablo no okay no no it's hard to get worse than juan pablo i mean <laughs> such a unique mix of you know terrible how can you be that traits. much of a cock and so boring it's amazing <laughs> so boring. It's like I would become enraged by this, but I've already lost consciousness. Well, right. I was interested to see Andy's dad because, as I explained to Dave uh, while we were watching this, giving him a lot of backstory because he doesn't know anything about anything. True. That um, during Juan Pablo season, Andy had gotten to the hometown date stage with him and that her dad kind of like it basically said to Juan Pablo that he thought this entire thing was gross. But now yeah. that it's Andy doing the picking, I guess he's fine. Or it's not Juan Pablo. I'm sure that helps. Sure. Well, I think they, I don't know what kind of brainwashing tools they use on these families every year, (laughs) but the previously sort of skeptical families are somehow won over when it's their own kid deciding to, you know, be the bachelor slash et. (laughs) And High Dorfman seems to have drunk the Kool-Aid a little bit. However, I do think underneath his, you know, grudging, uh, along to get along attitude i think he actually still does think it's a load of crap and he wasn't happy with either of that was just my my impression he wasn't happy with either of andy's final i mean who would be as a father right. i mean i would agree with that and he also seemed to be what was interesting to me was that especially given how nick totally went insane after he didn't get picked what was interesting yeah. to me is how much both of the dudes in their like sit down asking permission of the dad which first of all gross gross horrible (laughs) really disgusting particularly (laughs) since the whole premise of the show is that she's the one that picks but whatever we'll get to that 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 both of them were like i really feel like i'm in with her dad even though everything her dad said was like completely anodyne and non-committal and didn't tell them anything about anything and it was to me 
par for the course with how the bachelor or bachelorette has to act with all of their suitors because like this was Nick's whole problem. He, they can't say anything about like, they can't declare themselves. And so they basically have to just string them along. As I said to Dave, while we were watching this, they have to act like hookers where there are not hookers, strippers where they're like, just trying to keep them on the hook. Like just tell them exactly as much as they need to, to keep them from walking out the door and like stuffing, you know, metaphorical dollars in their g-string until andy decides she's not going to make nick go out to whatever the dominican huppa and pretend that he's going to propose to her when she knows he's not she's not going to say yes anyway what do you guys think well that was particularly egregious on um god we all call them low flow showerhead and now i can't remember his actual name the one with Courtney who just said the memoir no Ben. Oh. Ben. Ben Fledge. Oh, ben. Ben. New low watermark. Like... Sorry, let me revise my earlier position. <laughs> he literally was like the low watermark, like in terms of the water pressure available on the set. Everybody was just so dreadsy. Yeah. Anywho, it was obvious that Charlie Sheen Robertson was going to win by like week three. Mm-hmm. But then they just had to keep. And I think Tierra maybe was on that season. Or am I thinking? No, of... Tierra was on Sean's. Oh, Sean. Yeah. Baby fish mouth. <laughs> yeah, see, you say names, and then I don't, like the peanut gallery that I watch with calls everyone things like low flow showerhead and right. angry bird. That's how I watch Game of Thrones. Yep. Sure. Yep. Which Very one's similar. angry bird? Um, uh, Chris Bukowski? Yes. Okay. So I think of him as uh, poor man's Randy Quaid. <laughs> that too. Wow. Angry Wait, Quaid. poor man's Randy Quaid. Now that I point yeah. that out to you, you'll you'll always see it forever. And you also will see Yellow Angry Bird because I'm telling you. <laughs> Do you. And he's always angry. And I think he slept with oh. everyone on Bachelor Pad last time. Ugh. Like even oh. Chris Harrison, I think. They, like, <laughs> I wouldn't doubt it. Went to third. Andrew Jackson's were exchanged. Okay, let me ask this then. Do we think it was kind of Andy to stop Nick before he went through the charade of like not even she didn't even get to pick a ring never mind go go down to the luau or whatever was that a nice thing for her to do i i mean yeah i guess but it would have been nicer for him for her not to bring him along i guess for however many weeks um but, but in the context of the show she? that is the that is the gentlewomanly thing to do to yeah. let to let the guy off the hook before he actually gets on one knee. Oh, sorry <laughs> I was trying to answer a Skype message. Wake up, Dave. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, That was Dave's head hitting the keyboard. Just kidding. Continue. That was the gentlewomanly thing you said. Um, But, like, remember with Emily Maynard, then she actually let Ben get down on one knee and then kind of, like, pulled him up and was like, actually, I don't like you and sent him home. I mean, that's that's the worst. So anything short of that, you know, you're being nice, I think. Well, according to us, but according to sh- to the show, the worst thing you can do, and this is slightly different, but I couldn't believe that um, the extent to which Brad's like betrayal of the entire process and truth in the American way, uh, I couldn't believe how much that was blown up when it's like, well, but he didn't want to marry either of them. Right. And then they're he like, well, okay, the- do it again. Like, <laughs> is yeah. it? The, it's better to marry someone you don't like than to not pick someone. That's the logic of this show. I mean, the logic of the show is probably it's better to just pretend you want to marry them because we only have a 10% marriage rate anyway. So just just make it a good show and pretend and then break up three weeks later like Bob Guinea and whatever his girl was. Remember him? Yep. He's from the Detroit area, just like me. 
Oh. He was supposedly the sluttiest bachelor, fun fact. Really? Mm. That's I guess I can on see the street. that. <laughs> he has that vibe where he's like a former fat kid where he's like, now I'm going to get as much as I can off everybody. He, uh. he was also the one who was like really charming in his the previous season, like whichever one he was cast in. And then they bring him back and you're like, oh, yeah, now you're gross because <laughs> you agreed to do this. Like, right. The, the, the process of the show, I think, strips everybody of whatever made them likable to begin with. We definitely saw it with Andy. Oh, yeah. Well, and Desiree also. We were like, like, oh, we like her, except she agreed to come back and do this. Like so now right. it's all going to go wrong. But like when Josh was saying she's so special, it's like, is she? Because she seems like she just went through the basic bitchelator and now she's totally (laughs) average and generic just like you. I have a a question. Please, Dave. Um, So usually they get somebody from the past season to be the bachelor at. Yes. uh, For the next season, right? That has been the case for a long time. But not necessarily the runner-up, right? Because there's no way they're picking. Usually, no. It's usually like number four. Oh, okay, okay. Right? I was gonna yeah. say because there's no way that guy is ever getting near a camera. Again. Oh, absolutely not. Right. <laughs> no, Nick would turned into a total crazy stalker. He did. <laughs> you know, what you were saying about when when he was on the after show and he, um, you know, was all like Mr. Parmuk in it. And um, yeah. don't you think he seemed like the kind of guy that would have said uh, when we when I made it with you? Doesn't it seem like the kind of guy that would phrase yes. it that way? Like he walked out of a, a Woody Allen 70s era yep. movie? Yep. Yes, maybe. Uh, when he said made love, I can't, now I can't uh, remember if he said uh, made, made love to me or made love with me. Either way, yeah. horrible. It's so Just gross. horrible. Yes. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, I never really felt bad for Andy during the season, but I, uh, in that moment, it's like, the guy, not cool. Like, cool. we've all agreed to pretend she's a virgin. Look, she's <laughs> out here in this lacy white first communion dress. And now you've just got to shatter the illusion with your talk of love. So... And why is she in particular such a lightning rod for the slut shaming? It's really quite amazing. Was yeah. she slut shamed? I think you're thinking of uh, Claire from last uh, last season. Juan Pablo uh, made her cry because they had consensual sexual encounter in the ocean but yes. wasn't there something with andy also <laughs> in the ocean. well she called juan pablo out for being a boring asshole when they were in the fantasy suite together he just talked about himself and name dropped and was narcissistic right. like she hadn't noticed that up until you know for the previous eight weeks where he was acting like that but then <laughs> she woke up i guess from the coma she was in and decided to Maybe I was also in a coma and did conflate the two of them, but I thought his response to her being like, hey, you suck, was to be like, well, you sucked, if you know what I mean, Mm. and Espero, you do. Uh, I have a question to wrap up this conversation for you. So, um, (laughs) When will this estrogen bath end? Given, (laughs) well, okay, this can or cannot be the last question. (laughs) Up to you guys. Uh, So given everything you guys just said about how everything is terrible and uh, everybody is bad and evil. So like, like, what do you get out of it? Is it just judgment? This. Just sitting in judgment? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, to watch the show in the moment is excruciating. It's it's terrible. And, and, Uh... And not only is it like bad for the soul, but it's just poorly done all around just from a... Like a technical standpoint, there's like all these pregnant pauses and, and it's just, it's just like, like 15 minute show in a, you know, in a, in a two hour, you know, time slot. Uh, what's in it for you guys? I can answer that in one word. 
uh, Schadenfreude okay. makes me feel nice. better about my own life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and judgment, I guess, two words. I know that's what Tara is in it for. Yeah, although I, I, I mean, I watched probably a third of the season. I watched the premiere and I watched a couple when I was at my sister's the last two weeks, and then obviously the finale. And so I feel like I got a handle on Andy. <laughs> um, but she's, you know, she's like all of them. Like they all, it all. All the personality gets stripped out of everyone, but it, then again, anyone who had personality wouldn't get cast. So it's very weird seeing how people try to cling on to characteristics and give them meaning. Like when she was rejecting Nick and was like, I just feel like we would just sit and overanalyze everything. Like, what are you even talking about? Like, he has nothing else to do except sit here for nine weeks and hope you like him. And all he can do is is seize on every tiny iota of evidence which ended up being wrong so i felt like that was kind of a mean way to let him down but i mean what else was she gonna say i just don't like you you have jason siegel face and voice (laughs) yeah i mean i watch it with a peanut gallery and if the peanut gallery is not available or is watching some other show i don't watch it um stephanie's my peanut gallery (laughs) but but then it's like worthwhile like we're trying to get onto the little twitter thing at the bottom yeah (laughs) <laughs> um, either but because they put up some pretty mean tweets so we try to get on that way and then trying to be totally sincere and also like having sociological discussions during it because there's so much dead time and it's like they're parasailing who gives a shit right. you know so we try to figure out like who is left who is watching this sincerely or yeah. is this completely gone through the looking glass where everyone is watching it ironically and the production may or may not realize that yeah that's a really good question i wonder that all the time like I think there are people who watch it sincerely and they are the people who go on. I may or may not follow some of these people on Instagram and um, I won't say who, but mostly Sean and Catherine. And these are the people who go on Sean and Catherine's creepy Instagram pictures and are like, I love you guys. Like, I want you to have a baby and stuff like that, you know? <laughs> so oh there are God. people out there and, and, and I don't think it's ironic because if it is, it's very well done irony. But um, yeah, there are people who genuinely think like, about love or whatever and it's it's not right and i think most people realize that but i i am curious about what the ratio is of people who watch it like me versus people who watch it like gram followers well and that's we can wrap up after this i just had a question go ahead my question which is it's also interesting to watch the people and it's usually women for some reason at least in my theoretical estimation who go on it like sort of as a joke yeah but if they last long enough they become like they get bored by it. And yeah. Catherine is exhibit A that it was like, mm-hmm. I'm absolutely sure she lost a bet because the way she was talking <laughs> to her sisters about it, we were like, what the heck? That her sister's like, what are you still do? Did you bone that bro? And she's like, what? He's really special. And they're like, oh my God. Turn Let's, the camera off. One and final now, question. Yeah. And then we can wrap it up. Stephanie, tell us about Bachelor in Paradise, which as we record this premieres tonight. <gasps> Wait, it, rec- it really? It's tonight. Oh my god, I thought it was next week. Okay, I better get on that. Um, uh, <laughs> I am curtain, so folks. so excited for it because it just looks like all of the interesting stuff. Which you know, the the nuggets of interestingness on the Bachelor and Bachelorette are so few and far between. They're like little bits of gold. You know, when people get in fights, when people have sex, when people, you know, yell and scream and when the paramedics show up, that, those are the scenes we live for. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like Bachelor in Paradise is like 100% those scenes yeah. <laughs> with the characters we know and love, like Angry Bird, Randy Quaid, and <laughs> and the one-armed girl, and uh, 
Uh, what's his face? Marcus, sad Marcus. Lots of people. <laughs> and Markel, right, from this season? Markel, who's trying to brand himself as like the cookie guy, I guess. Uh-huh. That's interesting. Well, now that you've said that, I'm doubting that whether it is tonight. So everyone listening, check your local listings. But uh, <laughs> Bachelor in Paradise, Stephanie Green will be covering that for us too. Thank God. Yay. Starting off around the dial, I would like to talk about the Colbert Report. As most of us know, he will be soon winding down the Colbert Report and taking over the late show for David Letterman when David Letterman retires. And what was always a pretty great show, the Colbert Report, is now so, so great because he has the case of senioritis to end all senioritises. (laughs) It's so much fun to watch him just like be goofy he doesn't care he like he's more savage than he ever has been in the news segments which is awesome and um then last week they had on like a new orleans jazz musician and they did a performance that went from the studio like out into the street outside the studio and he was like dancing and doing spins and stuff it was such a pleasure I know that he's going to be very excited to take over the late show, and I'm sure it's going to still be great, too, but I'm really going to miss the Colbert Report, especially this version of the Colbert Report, that DGAF, which is amazing. What do you got for us, Stephanie? So mine is a pick from PBS. It's called Sex in the Wild. Um, It comes on on Wednesday nights here. I don't know if that's just my local thing. Check your local listings. Mm -hmm. But it's exactly what it says it is. They talk about sex with different animals. No, that no, came out wrong. They talk about how different <laughs> animals have sex. <laughs> so, <laughs> so far they've done uh, orangutans, elephants, and marsupials, and mm. they're going to do dolphins. So I'm very excited about that. And it's totally gross, and you feel like a total weirdo for watching it. Um, and it's this female uh, anatomist, like a comparative anatomist, and then this British male veterinary, veterinary scientist, and they are just so frank, and they like see no humor in what they're doing at all. <laughs> and um, they do stuff like, you know, they have to uh, simulate koala sex by making a fake koala vagina and stuff like that. And they just don't even crack a smile. And it's just fascinating. It's riveting. It's great. Um, I highly recommend it. That's but watch amazing. it by yourself, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in my phone. Um, Tara's been doing the Fringe Marathon Diary for Previously.TV, and I have been watching also, picked it up probably late season one, early season two, uh, enjoying it a lot. But I will say, I do remember everybody saying, like, get ready for Folivia, is that what they're calling her? The alternate universe Olivia. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gotta say, um, I'm not really getting... Uh, all the love for that. I think that that character was sort of like a baseline four, and maybe she brought her up to a six or something like that. You mean like regular that. Olivia was a four? Yeah. And faux Olivia is a six. Yeah, she's yeah. not really like balls out anything. It's just like a slightly different take on the same character with red hair. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was a little bit disappointed uh, by that. And it wasn't that it's bad. I think it was just one of those cases where fandom oversold me on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think, Tara? Yeah, I I didn't really have any expectations of her character. Uh. I was uh, happy to see Anna Torv wearing c- colors sometimes because yep. mm-hmm. that was different. But um, And her hair not uh, in a ponytail. Yeah, although the bangs were bad. I mean, it was yeah. a lot of a lot of wig problems in this this phase of the show. But I I'm, I was less interested. I, I didn't care that much about faux Olivia. We're now over the hump. Yeah, where regular Olivia is back in the correct universe. They right, both, they switched back. Uh, we're 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 officially past the halfway point of the series too, which is exciting. But um, I liked the uh, 
the switching back and forth with the episodes from one universe to another and how some were like 100% in the other universe, right. which is interesting to me, the differences like in the one where the guy's setting off weird butterfly effects with the pen. Dave's like, ooh, free pen. And then we find out, oh, pens are actually pretty rare in this universe. Like stuff like that was fun. <laughs> yeah. And I liked the way that they explored the possibilities of that you know, dramatic premise. I do know from what people are telling me, I'm going to start hating it soon. Yeah. Apparently it lasted like at least one, if not two seasons longer than it should have. So that's not the best knowing that's coming. But anyway, it's been fun to watch. And really this show uh, is about Walter. (laughs) I'm glad you agree with me about Walter. Yeah. He's the best. He is like leaps and bounds, like the number one reason to watch this show. Absolutely. And uh, one of the, one of the, the, the greater characters in the past 10 years for sure. All right, let's uh, end this with Sarah's. Um, I'd like to talk about The Leftovers. I actually have a question for The Assembled, or perhaps only for Tara, because she's the only one that I know for sure has read the book. Hello! Um, I'm really enjoying the show. I mean, yes, it's bleak, but I'm kind of not understanding that that's like a general complaint about it. I mean, given given the premise, are they supposed to show people who are totally fine after everyone departed like that's there's not much of a show there i'm not i'm not sure what people want from it yeah and also it is based on a book but here's my question uh when it's done should i read the book after um yeah i like the book i thought it was good it's 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 different from the series in some ways which i won't say i mean if you're gonna read it you will see it but it doesn't i mean i think it doesn't feel as bleak to read it because you can't actually see it like the the show I understand people bailing on it, especially after not the episode last night, but the previous week that opened with a stoning. Yeah, like, that was that was pretty far. <laughs> I saw there. a lot of a lot of people in my Twitter feed that were like, "Well, that's it for me," and I to- I understand that. Like, it's it's not fun to watch. Like, it's, no, but and yet I do look forward to it because I love this. Like, it does have processy things to it. It's fascinating. A, like yeah. a weird thing to say, but just around the edges, like that they have this whole department, like Homeland Security, yeah. that deals with this. And that people, like, of course, people cynically sprang up mm-hmm. in the gaps to yeah. provide services, in this case, like a replica of your loved one, so you can have this goodbye ceremony that you were deprived because people just yeah. aren't there. So, yeah. yeah. I like that. I think the soft sci fi elements of it are really interesting to explore like you said uh, not just that but like you know the the <clears throat> the latest episode i feel like is the best one and we focused on nora who is a who works for the department of i forget what it's of, of, suddenly departed yes dsd is that right <clears throat> yes and it, so it goes into as you said like the the ancillary businesses and jobs and stuff that would spring up but also like how when she's checking into the hotel, the guy's like, please read and sign our hotel code of conduct because we had some problems with your conference last year. Like, of course, these people would let off crazy amounts of steam. Like, think about what they have to deal with every single day. So yeah. I, I, I think that part of it is fascinating. So the, the book is, I don't know, a very different experience, but I think also one that is worth having maybe after you've let it lie fallow for like six months or so. Oh, Okay. I also liked that last night's was it had echoes of the beginning of the sixth season of The Sopranos mm-hmm. when Alterna Alternative Tony, <laughs> yes, is whatever his name is and gets lost and Kevin something. has his wallet stolen. So that yeah. I enjoyed that sequence. So that was fun for me to watch. Yeah. 
Hi, Liv. Hi, Mom. So we just finished watching the next episode of Face Off. Can you describe the challenge to me, please? They had to choose an object, and they had to make a creature that represents the object. That's correct. And which one was the winner? Can you describe the, the creature that was the winner? The tuna fish. And so they made this big tuna fish man. Big fat. He looked sort of like a fish, but he was holding a giant tuna fish. And it said good night because he goes to sleep with the fishies. (laughs) And which one was the loser? Which one, what did that one look like? It was a rat. They... They chose a clock. Their object was a clock, and they chose a rat to make. It was weird. That is weird. So they had to make him holding this, like, bomb, and it had a clock on the end of it yep. to figure out something to do with the clock. Oh, at least they got it in there. Um, and today you learned about coarse language. What is the worst coarse language that you heard on today's episode? Stupid. Don't they know I'm just sick? <laughs> Thanks, Livy. <laughs> Thank you, Olivia. That was my six-year-old niece, Olivia Kwan, reporting on the latest episode of Face Off. Everyone in this room is now Domer. 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 Um, we got to tighten that up in the weeks to follow, see? guys. <laughs> it's already happening. Um, so because of the vagaries of Time Warner last week, there has not been a new episode of Under the Dome in between recordings, but I can cite something that specifically happened in the last episode, which is all of a sudden someone has an amazing two-month stockpile of food. Come on, show! Like, that was one of the last things that would be dramatically interesting, like, everybody panicking about the food. Now they're just like, no, we just found this magic uh, hoarder who's been, like, (laughs) bringing supplies of food to town, apparently whatever she can smurf in her car, I guess, because she still has gas, too. (laughs) Anyway, that was the dumbest thing that that. happened on Under the Dome this week. That was the hoarder sting. I love that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Dave. There you go. All right, everybody, you know what that music means. It means it is time for the canon, and Stephanie, our guest, is invited to submit something to the canon, and I believe she does have something. Take it away, Stephanie. I do have something, and I went, I took a different tack than the last time I submitted to the canon. Not that I wanted to talk about that, but um, I chose Felicity Season 1, Episode 11, (laughs) Give Me an O. This is, I swear, a sincere choice on my part because I'm a really big Felicity fan. And I'd probably argue almost every episode from one for the canon. But let's talk about this one. Um, I think this episode is representative of Felicity the series in kind of an elemental way because it has all the elements one would want. It develops the Noel-Ben rivalry. It has a little bit of Megan being sassy and a little bit of Julie being an asshole. And it includes a few genuine moments of humor or discomfort, as the case may be. And it uh, perfects the sweet, earnest tone that the series became famous for. Um, And it's still season one, so, you know, no one's getting anyone pregnant. No one's time traveling. No one's having an identity crisis. It's still pretty typical college stuff. Can we just put a pin in time travel and then come back to it? Because I have a question about that. Yes. Proceed. Okay. 
So it's Felicity's freshman year at the University of New York, no relation to New York University, <laughs> and uh, she's just coming back from winter break. She and Noel, her doe-eyed RA, shared a kiss before she left, but their relationship status is still unclear. So when Felicity gets back to the dorm, she and Noel kiss, and then she tells them that she's been thinking about their relationship. That is the flip. Hey, so there's something I have to tell you. Um, I, I was going to say something on the phone yesterday, but... What is it? Uh, I did a lot of thinking over vacation, you know? Oh, um, what is it? You don't, you don't think we should start dating, right? You might, might ruin our relationship, or... You like me too much and you don't want to jeopardize what we have with, with physical intimacy, right? Because you can say any of that stuff to me. I've been preparing for the last four weeks for a speech like that. So. No. I've decided that you and I should have sex. Um, so this is an especially big deal, we learned, because this will be Felicity's first time having sex. And she is not half-assing things. So first, she asks Noel to go get tested for HIV before they do anything, and he enthusiastically agrees. And then she charges into a bookstore determined to educate herself before doing the deed. That is the next clip. So I decided if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do it right. And you know what? I'm not going to be embarrassed about it. There is no reason why I should feel embarrassed at all. Excuse me, where are your sex books? They're right there. Is this for a class? Oh, no, I'm uh, buying them for me. Personal uh, edification. Oh. And what specifically were you looking for about sex? S specifically? Mm -hmm. uh, having it? Yeah, I was, I was looking at this one, actually. Mars and Venus in the bedroom, which sounded perfect, but... Um, it didn't have a lot of pictures. And I'm a very visual person. I get very confused spatially when there aren't pictures when they're trying to explain things, you know? Am I making you uncomfortable? No, you're just talking really loudly. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't... Do you know how good it feels? No, um... Actually, that's, that's kind of the point. It's a book. Oh, no, I don't have that one. How about this? Give me an O. Page 46 is really something. That's all I'm going to say. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> um, so with Noel cleared for sex and Felicity educated on the ins and outs, pun intended, of intercourse, they get out their day planners and schedule sex for Wednesday night at 8 o'clock. And everything is perfect. Um, and that's the next clip, please. Wow. Okay, so uh, when do you want to do this? Um, now? I don't want to rush it. No, no, okay. Um, how about tonight? Uh, lecture. Okay, tomorrow? I got a lab tomorrow. How about Wednesday? I'm, I'm wide open Wednesday. I'm, I'm working at Dean and DeLuca. Isn't, uh, isn't there someone who can cover for you? Yeah, yeah, I'm sure I can. Okay. Noel? Sex. Is 8 o'clock okay? For sex? 8 o'clock? Eight's good. I'll see you then. Wednesday, 8 o'clock. Great. And hey, um, if you need to reschedule or anything, just let me know. Oh, I can pretty much guarantee that that, that won't be a problem. Great. 
Um, except everything is not perfect because Julie exists and she's fixing to ruin everything as usual. Um, she's just coming off of her infamous date rape incident at the pasty hands of Brian Krakow. And normally I'd be totally sympathetic to her plight, but it's Julie. So shut up, Julie. Also, <laughs> Julie has a secret. She spent winter break in Vermont with Ben, Felicity's longtime crush. And Julie and Ben have been hanging out a lot. Uh, reading Walt Whitman aloud, staring longingly <laughs> into each other's eyes, but not actually making out or anything. Anyway, Julie wants to tell Felicity all of this because, as I might have mentioned earlier, Julie's an asshole. <laughs> so um, Julie comes to Noel's room and tells him that she wants to tell Felicity, and Noel convinces Julie not to tell Felicity the news until after their planned sex date, and Julie reluctantly agrees. Unfortunately for Noel, said planned sex date ends in disaster, with Noel's room set on fire after a mishap with a candle and a dried-out Christmas tree. But Noel, <laughs> undaunted, makes a reservation at the Worcester Hotel for him and Felicity. Okay, so they're in their romantic hotel room. Sex is like T minus zero when Felicity decides to call her bestie Julie from the phone in the bathroom. Julie doesn't come right out and say that anything's wrong, but she sounds all mopey, and Felicity knows, knows that something's up. So she hangs up, comes out of the bathroom, and she asks Noel about it. And Noel, like a dumb idiot, ends up telling her that Julie and Ben have been hanging out. And this does not go well. That's the next clip. She's with Ben. What do you mean? Julie and Ben, they've been, I don't know, hanging out. Hanging out? Yeah, that's what she called it, hanging out. You know, they spend time together. How much time? I think, I think she said, um, every night. When, when did you talk to her? Yesterday. So you've known since yesterday that Julie and Ben were having an affair and you didn't tell me? It's not, it's not an affair. Uh, wow, I can't believe you didn't tell me. Why should it matter? Because it matters. I don't know. Why, because they didn't tell you earlier or because, because you're still obsessed with Ben? Because I had a, a big talk with her yesterday. I mean, I told her all about us, and I told her how much I valued her friendship. And you know what she said about what you just told me? Nothing. It's because she knows the truth. Oh, okay. If I am, as you say, obsessed with Ben, why am I here with you? I don't know. No, what, what, are, you what are you doing? Where are you going? Where are you going? We can't do can't this. Do I don't this. want to be the rehearsal. You're not the rehearsal. You know how I know that I, know I, am? That I am? Because I know because that when I, I, I tell you what I'm about to tell you, your face is going to drop. Ben and Julie went to Vermont together. Her face does drop. Um, uh, and needless to say, they don't have sex again that night either. Poor Noel. So after some reflection, um, a couple days later, Felicity confronts Julie about the whole kerfuffle and things get smoothed over with everyone apologizing and everyone's friends again. And by the end of the episode, Julie and Ben are together and Noel and Felicity are also together, albeit not having sex. So yay. Um, and finally, the episode ends with a rare treasure, a tape back from Sally. And that is the last clip. Dear Felicity. I can't stop thinking about your last tape and how you must be feeling. All that anticipation and uncertainty. All that wondering what it's going to be like. There's 
sitting in the dirtiest lunchroom in the history of universities right now. <laughs> Pretty dirty. Snuffy Walden, ladies and germs. <laughs> My first time, I was a freshman at Brown. I met this guy at a party. I'm not I'm sorry, not sorry about, about that night. It's just I now I know something I didn't know then. That our best decisions, the ones that we never regret, come from listening to ourselves, which is exactly what you've done. And why no, why, matter, no matter what, what you, decide, you decide, you should feel very proud. So um, I love that. Also, because we get to find out that Sally went to Brown. Um, so that's it. Everything's wrapped up into a tidy bow at the end of the episode. Um, and uh, that's the end. What do you guys think? Um, I'll go first. Affair is the new making love. <laughs> ben and Julie are having an affair. Such a weird way to put it. So grown up. It's Julie. No one has an affair with Julie. Uh, seriously, when we were watching this, clips. <laughs> I think the only other episode that Dave has seen of Felicity may be the one that we talked I've about for few. the canon. No, the no, last no, no. Time. I've seen a few. Yeah, but you didn't remember the time travel thing. We'll uh, we'll talk about that when you get your chance. Yeah, that no, <laughs> I obviously. Um, so the so I was like, oh, fucking Julie. And he was like, what's wrong with Julie? I was like, everything. Every, her stupid little rat face. Her dumb outfits. <laughs> when they show her dorm room, it was like, that poster is what's wrong with Julie. Everything's wrong with Julie. Especially, I mean, okay, not saying that she went to Vermont with Ben. AMC Network's Sundance Now is a premium streaming video service offering a rich selection of prestige dramas, heart-stopping thrillers, and gripping true crime series from around the world. Sundance Now believes that life is more enriching when experienced through perspectives that differ from our own. Why is Sundance Now so awesome? Sundance Now's catalog includes award-winning original content, international exclusives, and hard-to-find properties at a fair price. You get premium content and no commercials for as low as $4.99 a month with an annual membership. And you can enjoy it anywhere. Sundance Now works on all your favorite devices. Download the app or watch online on Apple and Android devices, Amazon Fire TV, Google Chromecast, Roku, and more. My favorite aspect of Sundance Now is their documentary library. Pop culture investigations like The Cult of J.T. Leroy, The Pussy Riot Doc, and that must-see for Project Runway fans, Bill Cunningham, New York. But the catalog is impressively deep on the true crime front, too. There are lots of films I've covered for my true crime newsletter, but just as many I haven't had a chance to watch yet, and I had to force myself not to start Valentine Road instead of recording this ad, so... Let's get to that promo code so that I can get back to the film, and you can join me free for 30 days. Start streaming your next obsession. To try Sundance Now free for 30 days, go to SundanceNow.com and use promo code EHG. That's S-U-N-D-A-N-C-E-N-O-W.com and use promo code EHG for 30 days of free streaming. Thanks, Sundance Now! And fine, but I, I believe that they establish in this episode she and Ben are not even like having sex. They're literally just sleeping in the bed together. Yeah, exactly. They haven't even kissed yet. Right. No. So yeah. why she's making this such a fucking federal case? Is like, shut up, Julie. You are you dying to, to tell Felicity because you want to shove it in her face because you're exactly. a bitch. The worst. Um, I also <laughs> like the side characters. The Blair and Elena storyline with the, the skirt or tube top or headscarf <laughs> is great. 
Um, Megan asking, do you want some advice? And Felicity saying no. And then Megan like, okay. And then leaves <laughs> like she doesn't care. Love so her. Megan. <clears throat> Um, the hotel room. They walk into this room. Da- I know Dave is going to talk more about the nineties-osity of this episode, which is like oh, yeah. oppressive. But wow, hot- an iMac. <laughs> exactly. That's just one of the many things. Stay tuned. But that hotel room is so nineties looking to me, and that bed was so cheap and shitty. Yeah, <laughs> it was like an total. IKEA bed. What hotel bought this bed? Anyway. Um, yeah, I, and I also love, although you didn't mention it, the scene where Noel runs into Ben in the mailroom and he's like oh, yeah. so itching to tell Ben that he and Felicity are about to fuck and Ben is like, could not care less about any of this. Ben with the like typical Ben big dick confidence, like he doesn't care what Noel is doing. Even if Noel had come out and said it, he would have been like, great. Like he does not care about Noel, which is awesome. Um, and I, the, my only knock on the episode, which I otherwise think is pretty perfect is I feel like the Noel and Felicity problem was solved too easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree actually. But other than that, this is quintessential Felicity and I really loved watching it again. Sarah. Um, I agree, uh, that this is quintessential Felicity. I don't usually rewatch this one because it is so so on point about it's really what it, like over prepping keener virgin like say Sarah D. Punting <laughs> would have been like at a similar point in her life and the, like how talking in the bookstore like it's so good yeah so I can't take it I can't take it yeah and the scene um, with the sexual health guy where she yes, goes yes I was also going to mention that the ice um, cream her face during the unrolling demo and I have to say Carrie Russell is brilliant throughout this whole episode because her like that little catch in her throat when she's like Julie didn't even mention this to me and she's trying to be all like making it about Julie not mentioning it mm-hmm. instead of about what it's actually about mm-hmm. um and I agree that that did get smoothed over too quickly um and that Julie is the worst. Um, I think we can all agree on that. <laughs> Occasionally I tweet about that. No one ever is like, what? She's fine. <laughs> She's not fine. She's the worst. Um, yeah. The I also loved the Sally tape because you can hear how drunk Janine Garofalo is. It's <laughs> like, oh my God, this is so dumb. I would never do this. Literally um, phoning it in. Oh, wait. I do have one more teeny knock on the episode. Like, I know the scheduling thing is supposed to be, you know, her scheduling it. Like how, how long? She's not a Mennonite. Like she's she lives in the in the world. How long does she think it takes for a nineteen year old boy to have sex? <laughs> like you can do it before lab, during lab, after lab. What are you up to? Twelve minutes now. You like, can do it at Dean and Deluca on your break. Just have yeah. him bring him into the storeroom. That's what I'm it's really for. only gonna have to take one pant leg off. Like this is not. It's not a whole procedure. It's Listen, not open heart surgery. Wear that giant skirt that she was wearing when she went to the health center. He could just get under it. No one will know. Not that he'd want to, because that thing is literally made from tent material. Speaking of night. Um we laughed because when Stephanie proposed this uh, for the canon, I was like, someone's kissing up to Buncey. <laughs> yep. And it's working. Um, yeah. <laughs> Season one, I mean, I loved the whole series, including kind of the time travel, because what the hell. Um, but yeah, the, the first season, especially this middle part, is so brilliant. And it's, it's really great something It was very fun special. to watch again. Yeah. When you guys say time travel, do you mean they're just <laughs> skipping around in the timeline? No. Or is somebody no. actually... T- 
traveling through time. So, Sarah, you've probably watched them more recently than me, so you can correct me if I get any of this wrong. I believe that they had to fill out the last two episodes of a season four, so they really wound it up in 20. And then they were like, oh, we have to do two more? Okay. And so they did a flash forward with Felicity seeing her life in the, right? In the uh, future? Okay. No. Or is it she goes back? I can't remember. But it's sort of like they Christmas, they Christmas Carol did a bit. She goes back and like redoes a bunch of things. Melina oh. gets killed and then Ben what? cheats There's on a her. Fire. And then she, yeah. Wow. And Megan saves That's the day weird. again because Megan's the best. So huh. it's a kind of weird way to end the series when the episode two episodes prior to that was perfectly fine. Right. But anyway, that's huh. what that's what happens. Weird. Uh, so um, for Sarah, we had another giant Noel sweater, one of many. Yes, that was that was fun. To All see. the sweaters in this episode were giant. Felicity had a giant sweater. Definitely, she did. She Ex- had a bunch. Um, okay, so here's my big problem with the episode. <clears throat> At the start, guys hold. Uh, Noel has an, a Bondi blue iMac. <laughs> Does. It's got a handle built in, <laughs> and he's holding it like a like a flour sack baby. <laughs> and then he drops it when Felicity tells him that she wants to have sex. It has a handle. Those things are heavy. Anybody would be holding it by the handle. What kind of computer science major is he? Exactly. He's Twitter-pated. Um, yeah. But there were, as Tara says, tons. This this is like the 90th thing that has 90 <laughs> In recent uh, in recent uh, viewing, and uh, to celebrate it, I have made a list. Oh, the '90s things in this episode: <laughs> Bondi Blue iMac. Yep. That the milk choices at Dean and DeLuca were just whole and non-fat. <laughs> no mention mm-hmm. of soy or rice. Yeah, the giant or, or almond. almond. Or almond. Uh, yeah. The giant sweaters. Yes, the uh, sheer Buddha shirts tucked into Ugh. the pants. Yeah, Julie was wearing jeans. the yeah. butterfly yes. clips, the tiny beady necklaces. Phone what about ordering Rachel except Felicity? What about Felicity calling a catalog to order yep. a bra on her yes. landline? When Unless- she lives in fucking Soho, like just walk <laughs> out to Broadway and go to Victoria's Secret, you weirdo. Let's also, not- P.S. You don't need one. No yeah. offense. <laughs> Let's not forget about uh, Bill Clinton in the background with the saxophone jamming. <laughs> uh, the scene where soy bomb streaked across the lunchroom. <laughs> The exciting white Bronco chase through Chelsea. Uh, Felicity getting a tribal tattoo on her arm. Julie crying about her dead Tamagotchi. The psych professor giving a lecture on rollerblades, decorating the Christmas tree with AOL discs. When Noel got sad about Felicity, started singing, then dancing to Achy Breaky Heart. Taking a study break and playing with Felicity's uh, solo skip it. And finally, Ben walking face first into a wall of crystal Pepsi. For these reasons and so much more, I did enjoy this episode. Uh, I thought the, uh, you know, uh, sex in college stuff was, uh, even if it's not a virgin story, it's the awkwardness of it all mm-hmm. uh, was spot on. And, um, you know, Felicity is very sort of. It, it seems like be up there with like my so-called life in in shows that ring true for people of a certain age, you know. Yeah. And I feel kind of yeah. gross saying that. <laughs> you and know, you but, can hear some of the music cues that we heard were recycled. I'm pretty sure. For yeah, my so-called life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this is great, and I do I do agree. My the knock is that it was a bit pat how they were able to sort of get out of it. Uh, it being making it. Oh, Dave. What? Well, say it again. What? Making yeah. it? Stop it. Stop saying it. <laughs> Forget you, Lloyd. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to vote yes, Tara. Yes. Sarah. You know it. 
Felicity, Season 1, Episode 11, Gimme an O. You are hereby inducted into the Extra Hot Great Canon. Americans love a winner. Yeah. And will not tolerate a loser. Nope. It's time for Winner and Loser of the Week. Tara has her winner. So Sharknado 2 star Tara Reid had a kind of bad moment last week when she gave an interview where she confidently said a Sharknado could really happen in real life. But (laughs) she came back from that by releasing a cologne which you can buy through her website, which I presume is TaraReed.com, which is called Shark by Tara. (laughs) So for steering into the skid that is her career, I kind of admire her. Winner of the week is Tara Reed, and let's all go buy Shark by Tara. <laughs> Sarah, you have our loser. Um, it's Fox News, you know, today and every day, but um, <laughs> in particular because anchor Bob Beckel uh, called Andy Dorfman a slut. Ooh. Oh, God. Gross. And then his co-anchor was like, you want to walk that back? He's like, nope, <laughs> tramp. Like, jeez. All right. So they're, they're still, still bringing the branded... Ick over there. Good to know. Continue yep. to avoid. Indeed. Speaking of ick, I have a question for you. Oh, no. Do you know what time it ick? <laughs> Fiance type stuff time? It's game time. Time to have an affair with lovemaking? <laughs> All right, everybody. It is game time. This is the eighth, the eighth game time of the season. Tara and valued guests are tied for first place. Blaise. Blaise. Yeah, so with a three points each. First and flat Mario. And Sarah has one point. Today's game time comes from uh, Doug Dale. And he earns himself. Oh, I'm sorry. That might be Dougal Dale. Sorry. Uh, who earns himself an extra credit? redeemable for an extra hot great mini topic of his choosing also i'd like to thank the folks who helped flesh out these entries on the uh, twitter helpy account ehg assist so uh thank you guys all right today we are playing also known as which will test your knowledge of tv character aliases interesting i will read you the name of an alias you tell me the character that it is an alias for. Okay. Correct answer, two points. You okay. can ask for a hint. I'll give you the show we're talking about. Okay. After the hint is given, a correct answer worth one point. Okay. All right. Yep. Any questions? Nope. 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 All right. Settle in. We have 69 questions <laughs> today. Oh my goodness, Beyonce type stuff. <laughs> oh. Uh. Okay. Let's see who will go first. We will start with valued guests. All right, so we're going to start with Stephanie. Let's see who goes second since we're all in different cities. We will start with Tara. All right, so we're going to go Stephanie, Tara, (laughs) Sarah. Are we ready to play also known as? Yes. Yes. All right, Stephanie. Here is your alias. H.E. Pennypacker. H.E. Pennypacker's alias. Who's that character? Oh, God. And can, Seinfeld is the show. Elaine Bennis. Mm, Cosmo Kramer is H.E. Pennypacker. Mm. 
All right, so we're on to me, Tara. Mm-hmm. Bert Macklin. Um, Andy Dwyer. From Parks and Recreation, correct for two points. Mm-hmm. All right, Sarah. Yep. John Dark. John Dark. Oh, uh, John <laughs> from Clone High. Correct. Joan of Arc from Clone High. Nice. Back to, back to Stephanie. Mm-hmm. Quailman. Quailman. That has to be Doug. Two points. Wow, nice. Doug Funny from Doug. Child of the 90s. <laughs> Very nice. All right. Tara. Yeah. Dr. Shoshana Shonenbaum. Um, show. The United States of Terra. Um, Terra? Yeah, all right. I'll give you that one point. I will accept uh, first names for some of these answers. Um, oh. That's Tara, fine. Tara Crazy Pants? Yeah, Tara Gregson. Gregson. <laughs> okay. But uh, I, I will give you that one point. Okay, Sarah. Yep. George Maharis. George Maharis? Yes. Oh, hint. Arrested Development. Uh, George Maharis. Uh, George Maharis. Um... George Michael. Good for one oh. point. <laughs> really? Yep. From the fourth <laughs> season you may not have watched because you heard it was terrible. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Stephanie. Shit tangy. Shit tangy. <laughs> Shit tangy. Shit tangy. <laughs> My God. Uh, hint? Project Runway. What? Oh, yeah. tangy. Uh. <laughs> and uh, the author, uh, Dougal, uh, was good enough. I hope I'm saying that right. Dougal, right? Dougal um, was uh, nice yeah, enough yeah. to provide some uh, phonetic ones. And he has in brackets, shit plus tangy. <laughs> shit tangy. Wow. Uh, Christian Siriano. Sarah, do you know? Zulima. That's right. Mm. Yeah. yeah. All right, Sarah. Jack. Yeah, it's me. Tara. Yes. Jack Package. <laughs> uh, show? How I Met Your Mother. Oh, Barney? One point. All right, Sarah. Yep. Magic head. Magic head? Yes. Psych. Ew. Um, Gus. Good nice. for one point. That brings <laughs> us guess. into our first score break. All right. Sarah and I are tied with four each. Stephanie has two. All right. It's very early. And after each score break, everybody gets a reverse question. Reverse, reverse, reverse. What? Tara. Yes. Wait, aren't you starting with Stephanie? Stephanie. <laughs> the actual character's name is Jimmy McGill. What's that character's better known alias? Jimmy McGill. Oh, please. Breaking Bad. Who's Jimmy McGill? On I watch Breaking Bad. I don't know. Sorry. It's Saul Goodman. Oh, sure. Oh, I would have gone with Jesse. I'm like the one person who never saw that show. <clears throat> you should watch it's it. It's okay. It's pretty good. I All watched right. season one. I didn't like it. Gets better from there. All right. Uh, Sarah? Nope. nope. Tara? Yes. Yep. Thank you. <laughs> Wanda Slater? Um, show? Ugly Betty. Wanda Slater. Oh, Wilhelmina Slater. Correct for one point. <clears throat> Sarah? Dick Whitman, better known as Don Draper. Two points. Two points. Lee done. All right, back to our normal types. Stephanie? Yep. Rex Buckingham. Rex Buckingham. Please. Brooklyn Nine Nine. Who's the character that is an alias for? Rex Buckingham. I will accept just first name for this. 
whatever the name of the Andy Samberg character is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that guy's name? Uh, name? I don't know. Sorry. Uh, always a good guess to say just the character's name in these situations. That would have been wrong, but I'm just saying, throwing it out there. A lot of the times, for some reason, on these shows, they share a name. Jake Peralta. Jake it, Peralta. Yeah, that's who I was trying to think of. Yeah. Didn't think of it. You were you were right with the Andy thing. Yeah. All right. Me. Tara. Mm-hmm. Kevin Johnson. Hint. Lost. Kevin Johnson. Kevin an alias Johnson. for this character on Lost. Um, Probably all of them have aliases on Lost. Yeah, I'll just say Jack. Michael Dawson from Lost. Don't sure. Know. No idea who that is. Sarah. Yep. Uh, oh, crap. Uh, Elaine. No, that's a a-L-A-Y-N-E Baelish Elaine Baelish Hint Game of Thrones <laughs> I will accept first name Elaine Al- Oh Christ I don't know That girl with the hair Yeah that girl with the hair <laughs> Technically correct Sansa Stark Sansa oh, Stark sure. Alright okay. Tara yeah, no, Stephanie. Stephanie. Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Uh, what we should do is after a... I say every question, somebody mm-hmm. says, Oh, I'm ready for my next one, Dave. <laughs> Why don't you just put a post it on your. Nope. Okay. Heisenberg. Heisenberg. Hint. Um, well, it's a show called Breaking Bad. <laughs> no. God damn it. Yeah, uh... everybody, everybody watching this right now is like. Argh! Heisenberg. This is so unfair because I knew all of Sarah's. Um, uh, that's that's the evil mistress that is randomization. I know. Yeah. Uh, Heisenberg. I, I, I mean, I'll guess um, the main guy, Walter White. Nice. Two, one point. Okay. One point. One point. I'm ready for my question now. Bocephus. <laughs> um, I will accept first name. Maggie. Correct. Maggie Caruso from Playing House. And that was number 17. It's pretty good. All right. Sarah. Yep. Julius Pepperwood. Julius Pepperwood. I feel like I'm going to be mad that I had to ask for a hint, but hint. New girl. Oh. Yeah, that doesn't help me. Um, <laughs> and I also don't know anyone's names. Coach. Oh, well, oh, you threw it out there. The show. But that's not the right answer. It's Nick. Nick Miller. Oh, all right. Who's ready for this one? Stephanie. I am. Rusty Shackelford. Rusty Shackelford. King of the Hill. Bobby Hill. Dale Gribble is Rusty Shackelford. All right. Me. Tara. Yep. <laughs> Michael Scarn. Michael Scott. Two points from the office. All right. Bringing us into our second score break. Sarah. Yes. Regina Falange. <laughs> Regina Falange. Hint. Tara, do you want to tell her where shows from? Friends. So you probably, I'm going to guess. <laughs> One in you three got, chance of yeah. probably guessing right. Yeah. Phoebe. Nice! <laughs> One point. Okay, um, I have nine, Sarah has seven, Stephanie has three. All right, so you know what that means? Everybody's getting a reverse question. Sounds like butt stuff. Oh, (laughs) no. Philip Blake, Stephanie. Philip Blake. Better known under this alias. 
That's his real name. What's his alias? I feel bad that I have to ask for a hint for every question. Hint, please. The Walking Dead. Uh, I have no idea. That's the governor from uh. The Walking Dead. All right. So, Tara, mm-hmm. Alex Osborne. Hint. Community. Alex Osborne. Yep. Um. Uh, Better... Oh, um. Shit. It's been so long. Chang? Starburns. Damn it. Starburns. All right. Sarah. Yes. Galina Reznikov. Galina Reznikov. <clears throat> Hint. Orange is the new black. Who is... I don't... Piper. Red. Red? That's red, yeah. All right, normal question. Stephanie, Hugh Honey. Hugh Honey. And... It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Charlie. Nope, sorry. Wrong, press oh, the wrong button. I'm sorry. That's tease. Dennis Reynolds. Worst. And Ter- fired. Terrible button I'm press. getting demoralized. Oh, no. All right. Welcome to my life. Tara. Yeah. Clive Bixby. Um, Phil Dunphy. Two points from Modern Family. Sarah, Victor mm-hmm. Nightingale. Victor Nightingale. Hmm. Yes. Hint. 30 Rock. Alias for this character on 30 Rock. Uh, Jack. Nice. Jack Donaghy. That was his uh, cookie jar cookie collector. Jar collecting name. Alias. Uh-huh. All right. Back to uh, Stephanie. Vic Ferrari. Vic Ferrari. Kent. Taxi. Uh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you weren't even a glimmer in anybody's eye when that was on. <laughs> uh, that's Latka. Latka mm. from Taxi. All right. Me? We're to Me, Tara. Your wife. Yes. Uh-huh. Mrs. Oh, sorry. Uh, Mrs. Featherbottom. Um, Tobias Funke. Two points from Rusted Development. And to Sarah. Beef Squatch. Beef Squatch. Beef Squatch. <laughs> this is the kind of thing that makes me think you should watch this show. There's a hint. You don't watch it. Yeah. Beef Squatch. Uh, I have a feeling I know what it's going to be, too. Hint. Bob's Burgers. No, that's not what I thought it would be. So, uh, got a character from Bob's Burgers? Bob. Gene Belcher. Gene oh, Belcher, the boy. Okay. All right. Sorry, friends. Uh, <laughs> uh, Shiroi Kabocha. Translated Shiroi? to, yeah, Shiroi, uh, S-H-I-R-O-I. Uh, Kabocha. Translates to White Pumpkin. White Pumpkin. Oh my god. And? Archer. Who's the white pumpkin on Archer? Archer. Uh, Archer. Incorrect. Pam Poovy. Yeah, Pam. All right. Tara. Yep. Big Fudge. (laughs) Hint. How I Met Your Mother. Um, Marshall? Good for one point. Sarah. Yep. The Ebony Falcon. (laughs) Hint. Ebony Falcon is from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Brooklyn Nine-Nine, this character. Shit. Ebony Falcon. Good guess. Terry. Terry. Yeah. Terry. All right, everybody. That brings us into our third score break. Okay. 
Uh, I have 14, Sarah has 8, Stephanie has 3. Okay. <laughs> a bit of a spread, but lots of game Still left. so much game. And remember, it's time for your reversey question. Who's up? Stephanie. Stephanie. <laughs> Gabriel Gray. Gabriel Gray. Better and- known under this alias, he is from Heroes. No idea. Silar from right. Heroes. All right, Tara. Yep. Michael C. Vaughn. Um. Well, I don't know what his real name was from Alias. I don't know. Andre Machot. Right. Some French bullshit. Michel Valpine. <laughs> Lindsay Dwyer. Lindsay Dwyer for you, Sarah. Oh. Quinn. Two Yay! points, Quinn Finally from Scandal. Which is good for something. <laughs> wow, good that pull. And only that. All right, so we're back to uh, Stephanie. Hey. Henry Gale. Henry Gale. Gale, that sounds familiar. Hint? Lost. Henry nope, Gale from Lost. Doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> um, oh, oh, no, go guess, guess. Sorry. Take a guess. Uh, uh, First just, name is acceptable. What's the character on Lost? I don't know. Losty. Mark. I made that up. <laughs> That's Ben Linus. Ben uh, Linus from Lost. He stole it from The Wizard of Oz, which may be why it was familiar. Oh, okay. Tara. Yep. Patrick Bateman. Um, hint. Dexter. Dexter. One point. <laughs> For Sarah. Duke yep. Silver. Duke Silver. <laughs> Duke Silver? Yes. Okay. Hint. Parks and Recreation. <laughs> I don't know anyone on Parks and Recreation. I'm a communist. I'm sorry. I don't know. Stephanie? Ron, Ron Swanson. Swanson. You guys All right. Hey, I knew the Siler one. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephanie. Yep. Beth Shields. And. Orphan Black. Oh. Um. First name is fine. Yeah, Sarah. Good for one point, Sarah Manning. Me. Courtney Winters. Hint. Trophy wife. Oh, um. Oh my god, I've already forgotten her name. No! Tisk tisk. It's the Marsha Gay Harden character and her name. Mm. Oh my god, I can't remember. Diane. <laughs> Diane! Diane Buckley. <laughs> <laughs> All I right, love Sarah. Thank you so much. Lacey LaPlante. We're LaPlante. LaPlante. Hint. Weeds. I don't know her name. I like the name Beverly. Let's go with that one. <laughs> nope. Nancy Botwin. Nancy uh, Botwin. <laughs> All right, Stephanie. Uh, either uh, Common or Cayman. K-A-M-I-N. Uh, and- Star Trek The Next Generation. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. I don't know. Um, As heard in a previous canon submission, we can say that. Oh, uh, Picard? Captain Picard? Von the point. Von the point. Very good. All right, Tar. Yep. Rob Petrie. Hint? The X-Files. Um, Fox Mulder? One point. That was the uh, Suburban episode oh, where they... Yeah, right. Yeah, he goes as Rob Dick Van Dyke's character, <laughs> sure. character name. All right, bringing us into our score break. For Sarah, Captain Yesterday. Hint. Futurama. Futurama. 
My mind is now empty to Futurama characters. What is my problem? I don't know. Got a guess? Zoidberg! <laughs> I'm just happy I remembered Zoidberg. I love that you always guess Zoidberg. And give myself a Sarah point. <laughs> <laughs> the answer was Philip J. Fry. Oh. Okay. okay. That was question 45. Okay. Um, I have 16. Sarah has 10. Stephanie has 5. All right. Here's your reverse questions, everybody. Starting with Stephanie. Yep. Reginald Cousins. Better uh, known under this alias. Real name. Uh, what's the hint? The Wire. Another show I've never seen one episode of. Um, oh, oh, wait. I might know this one. Uh, Stringer Bell. I like that guess. Bubbles. Uh. Bubbles. Yeah. All right, Tara. Yep. Norval Rogers. Hint. Scooby-Doo. Shaggy? One point. Shaggy had a real name? <laughs> yep, and it's wow. Norval Rogers. All right. All right, Sarah. Yep. Miley Stewart, better known under this alias. Oh, the shame of getting this right. Hannah Montana? <laughs> that is good for two points. No shame with that two no. points, though. All right, um, Stephanie. Emily yeah. Thorne. Oh, I know this. Revenge. Um, hold on. Oh, what's her actual name? I know the show. Um, Amanda? Yeah. Tara's shaking. Uh, the answer I have is Charlotte, but is that? No, that's, that's not incorrect. Right? No, okay. no, it's Amanda. That's really wrong. All right. Wait, well, am I right or wrong? You're right. You are correct. Yay! Two points. Two points. I, my, my apologies. I'm only as good as the data in front of me. All right. Who wants this one? Me. Tara. <laughs> Emily. Uh, sorry. Uh, Melody Pond. Melody Pond. Oh, um. Melody. Oh, River Song. What? Thank what? you, because I edit Jeff's Marathon Diaries of Doctor Who, Dave. Who are you? This is how I learned What's things. happening? Ah! <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's how I know. Sarah. Yep. Max Power. Hint. The Simpsons. Max Power. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Give me a Simpsons character. Okay. Millhouse. Homer, Homer uh, Simpson. The dog just walked over the cord, so can you plug it in better? Because now everyone is very quiet to me. That cord, my headphone cord. Better, thank you. That was exciting. Thanks a lot, Gordon. Hang on, this is the dog out here. Force of nature. All right, so who just, who, okay. Stephanie. My turn. Stephanie. Yes. Barnaby Jones. Let me tell you about my new best friend. (laughs) Barnaby Jones. Frisky Dingo. Frisky Dingo is the show. If she didn't watch Archer, she definitely did not watch Frisky Dingo. Don't watch it. Haven't watched it. Don't know. Xander Cruz. Xander Cruz. All right, Tara. Yep. The Dragon Slayer. The Dragon Slayer. Yep. Hint. Survivor. Oh, I have no idea. Jeff. Coach oh. or Ben Wade. Okay. Yep. Sarah, Bluebird. Hint. Alias. And that is the show. Uh, ooh. Sydney. That's good I for one is- point. 
Stephanie. Yep. Janet Abdul. Abdul. This one. Hint. Full House is the show. Oh, uh, Stephanie? Uh, the answer is DJ Tanner. That's not Stephanie, I assume? No. Oh. I don't know from Full House. No. Tara? Yes. Deborah Carson? Hint. Dawson's Creek? Deborah Carson. Deborah Carson. Um, Joey? One point. <laughs> Why did you have an alien? Bringing us into our <laughs> penultimate uh, score break. For Sarah. Ken Adams. Hint. Friends. Now you're on the other side of the equation. Chandler. <laughs> Said with such authority. <laughs> Joey Tribbiani. Uh, Joey Tribbiani. That's his standard fake when he's picking up ladies. Um, okay, I have 20. Sarah has 13. Stephanie has 7. All right, here's your reverse question. Building towards the final question. Stephanie, Gordon yep. Sims. Gordon Sims. Hint. WKRP in Cincinnati. Never seen it. Don't know. Is that Johnny? No, it's Venus. Mm. Venus flytrap. All right. Tara. Yep. Jerrica Benton. Um, Jim. <laughs> truly nice. outrageous. She is truly outrageous. Awesome. Sarah. <laughs> yes. Armin Tamzarian. Armin Tamzarian. Hint? The Simpsons. A famously terrible episode of The Simpsons. People hate it. That could be anything after season nine. I don't know. Poochie? <laughs> That's a pretty good guess. That is a good guess. Given what I just said. Yep. <clears throat> Principal Skinner. Principal Skinner when they uh, just retconned the, the hell out of his character. Okay. All right. So we are back. We are back to normal ones. And for Stephanie... Anastasia Beaverhausen. Anastasia. Hint, please. Uh, yes, Will and Grace. Uh, Grace. Karen Walker. Karen uh, Walker. I had a 50-50 Ta- chance. Tara. Mm-hmm. Jeremy Bentham. Uh, John Locke. Good for two points. Sarah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, the uh, alias is Michael Knight. What what do you bet that I'm not going to get this? I don't know. <laughs> no bet. I didn't. I didn't know this. Michael I Long, this. I believe. Whoa! Nice. <laughs> wow. Good one. I don't I had, play. I had no idea. No idea. <laughs> I didn't know that either. Yeah. All right, Stephanie. Is Thomas Magnum his real name? Charles Carmichael. Can you say it again? Yeah, Charles Carmichael. Hint. Chuck. 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 <laughs> I don't know if that was your answer, but yeah, it's that the was right my word. answer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Good for one point. To uh, Tara. Yep. Janet Snakehole. Ew. Um, <laughs> Janet Snakehole. Yeah. What is her name? Now I'm, I'm going blank. It's the Aubrey Plaza character, and her name is, has it really been this long? Andy and, oh my God, I can't believe I can't remember her name. <laughs> I legitimately can't remember it. January, February, March. April! From Parks and Rec. <laughs> Diane all over again! <laughs> all right. <clears throat> For Sarah. Yes. Jim LaFleur. Jim, Jim LaFleur. LaFleur. Hint. Lost. Jim LaFleur, the alias of this character from Lost. Uh, 
and it's not Ben Linus. No, um, well, it's the uh, the beard. God damn it! Beard, Beardo, no, Beardsley. It's, the, it's not Jack. It's the other one with the love triangle that I can't remember his yep. name, and I don't care who is it. <laughs> Sawyer. <laughs> it is, in fact, Sawyer. Yes. But your response is equally valid. I was like, Alan? I don't even know. All right, here's your last question, Stephanie. Yep. The Hood. The, the hood. hood? Yes. And? Arrow. God. Um, arrow. <laughs> that's that's a good guess. That's Oliver Queen. Oliver oh, Queen. From he Arrow. is Arrow. Yeah, he is Arrow. Yeah. But yeah. Like Mr. Okay. Arrow to you. Tara, your last question. Yeah. Ovaltine Jenkins. <laughs> Hint. Psych. Oh, um, Charlie? Guess what? what? That's the second Burton Gus Guster one. Oh, they're both wow. Gus? Yep. I think every episode they, they, they give themselves uh, aliases. Very tricky. All right. The last one here for Sarah. Your alias is Reek. R-E-E-K. <laughs> Reek. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Hint? Yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones. Oh. My really least, one of my least favorite storylines. That's what I thought it was, too. What did you think? <laughs> we Clark thought it was Kent. better, too. I know. I don't know. Oh. Is there a character named Reek? No, there's a character named Rick, but Brenda's oh. pretending to be French, so she calls him Reek. Oh, uh, yeah, I remember that one. All right, uh, so no? No. Theon Greyjoy. Theon oh. Greyjoy. All right, let's get the final scores. Okay. Um, I have 24. Yes. Sarah has 15. Stephanie has 8. All right, so Tara takes it, but are we ready for our shits and giggles question? Yes. yes. Yeah. Five Dave points on the line. First person to shout <laughs> out. Holy shit. First person to shout out the answer mm-hmm. gets five Dave points. Are we ready? Yeah. Yes. The alias is Captain Cook. Captain Cook. Cook. Any guesses? I will start to give more information. Walter White. You're out of it. Okay. The show is Breaking Bad. Sarah or Stephanie? Captain Cook. Captain Cook. Jesse Pinkman? Five day points. Congratulations. Thanks. Tara and Sarah. Tara. Tara. Job, Tara. All right. That is it for another episode of Extra Hot Great. We professed our undying love for The Bachelorette and all The Bachelor franchise stands for before going around the dial with stops at The Colbert Report, Sex in the Wild, Fringe, and The Leftovers. Olivia brought us up to date on Face Off, and Tara explained why we are all domer for having been subjected to Chester Mills' food supply issues. Stephanie successfully pitched us Felicity's Gimme an O for the canon. We crowned winners and losers of the week, and Tara was the winner of this week's game time, bringing her within one victory of the season. Remember, we're listening. I am David T. Cole, and on behalf of Tara Ariano, I can't believe this journey's already over. Sarah D. Bunting, more like fantasy sour, am I right? And Stephanie Green, I can't believe you made love to me. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> we'll see you next time, right here on Extra Hot Great.
Hi, Ellie. Hi, hi, mommy. Uh, what kind of blocks do you like to make? Um, like making like monsters. Yeah, what kind of monsters? No, I want a video. What video? No, the the of making sort of two teams. Oh, like face off? You want to talk about face off? Yeah. So they have two teams, and then what? And like making monsters. <laughs> yeah. And like making monsters is a lot of fun, but but I don't prefer to to make a challenge. Yeah. Why not? Because I I needed a a face off. Oh, okay. So, so which I'm, one was your favorite? Um, blocks. The blocks. <laughs> And which one was your least favorite? Which one did you not like? Disneyland. Oh, okay. Well, thanks for having this interview with me. She's got a great future as a bullshitter, that one.